For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sports book, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOFD, you'll be all set when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOFD. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 or older and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. Continuing our series of concerns about the upcoming season and got a real interesting one today. This is on what players could be injured that would reduce the Ravens' chance to make the playoffs significantly. Joining me today to present his thoughts on this is Sean Asher. Sean, how are you doing? Good, Ken. How are you doing today? Hey, no complaints at all, Sean. First of all, tell people where they can talk football with you if they want to. Uh, mainly just on Twitter, B more B M O R E underscore Sky S K Y underscore High H I G H B more Sky High. B more Sky High. All right. Uh, so you proposed this topic to me. It was one of the really interesting ones. Great topics from everybody, and a lot of diverse topics in terms of what what could go wrong with the 2021 Ravens. It really indicates just what a deep team this is. But uh, this is an interesting one. This is you've identified some players and kind of grouped them by who's the most likely to cause the Ravens to miss the playoffs. Why don't I let you just talk your way through it here? Yeah, so in years past, it would have been really easy for me to point and say, like, we have that hole. But this year, it's kind of tough. You know, I, I, I looked at this roster, and I think we're just as stacked as we were back in the 2010, 11 years, where I was like, this is our year. You know, and I, you've talked about it before that 2012 didn't really feel like our year. That wasn't the best roster. But I felt this roster, I feel like, has the best chances. So when we're looking at, you know, what could go wrong, to me, it's really just injury. That's the only thing that could derail this season for us. So I broke players out into three tiers. 
Uh, tier one is going to be Lamar Jackson. No big surprise there. I don't think anybody else on this roster is as valuable or as detrimental to the team's success as Lamar Jackson is. So uh, right now, our odds of, of winning the Super Bowl are the seventh highest, um, or sixth highest as of today. Mm-hmm. And I think if we were to lose Lamar, you know, depending if we did, and depending on when that season was, I don't see us winning very many more games after that. Um, I could see us, if we didn't have Lamar week one, and he was out, we didn't have Lamar at all this season, I could see us buying for number five, the number eight draft pick. So, mm-hmm. no real surprise there, right? No, I think that's that's reasonable. I, I You know, looking at the other teams, it, there is quite a batch of teams that come after Tampa Bay and Kansas City. Uh, and, and, you know, you start with the, the, the Bills and the Packers and the Rams and the 49ers are, should be better this year again, uh, the Ravens and the Browns. I think that, that entire group, very hard to differentiate between them in terms of, of which team might be the best. The Ravens are one of the teams with a really good chance. I completely agree. Their chance goes basically to zero if Lamar is lost at any point where, he, where he's not going to be back in a week or two. Yeah, uh, maybe four. You know, if you if you go four weeks with Tyler Huntley playing for Lamar, how would you feel about that? You know, and I, I I've tried to not get involved in the the Tyler Huntley Trace McSorley debate because we right as of recording this, we've only seen the one preseason game, and Trace had the back spasms. So I, I'm trying not to get super into that with people on Twitter. But you know, overall, I would I would lean Tyler just because. You know, the wisdom says that the the offense is going to be more catered towards Tyler Huntley's skill set, you know, but does that mean that Trace McSorley at 100% isn't going to beat Tyler Huntley for that backup job? I don't know. Could. He could, for sure. Yeah, I, I think... I, I think there are more reasons why you take Huntley, but namely that he's a first-year player as opposed to a third-year player, so you've got the additional option value that goes with that. Uh, you know, you have the similarity of offense, which you touched on, is is uh, certainly something that wouldn't cause the whole playbook to change. Uh, Huntley's got a much stronger arm. That's really apparent in camp. He is throwing some cannon shots, yeah. um, and uh, he might he probably has a stronger arm than Lamar, but but he but he definitely has a stronger arm than McSorley. And uh, he's just a little bit more dangerous as a runner. So I, I, I don't see there's a real reason why this would get decided. I think McSorley being injured actually probably gives him a chance to stick on the Ravens practice squad. That's true. And I think if, if back to the point, if Lamar did go down for more than four weeks, I think RG3 would probably be out of that ESPN commentator deal. I think he'd be back on the team pretty quickly. That's a really good, really good point because the Ravens have been good about figuring out what backup quarterback that's out there somewhere they can have a wink, wink deal with. And back in the Mark Bulger day, of course, they might have had that for one or two seasons in terms of a a guy they could pick up the phone and call. But I never, think never Mark Bulger. I think Mark Bulger was probably the last time I felt really good about our backup quarterback situation. <laughs> yeah. All right. Didn't haven't felt good with RG three, huh? Because I felt pretty I, good at that. I felt okay, but, you know, I, I felt like if Lamar went down or, you know, when Joe was the quarterback, if Joe went down, I didn't think RG3 was going to do a deep playoff run. And I know, you know, Nick Foles won a Super Bowl, and that's a backup quarterback. But, like, I, I don't know. I just – I didn't see I didn't see RG3 being able to get it done. And, as you know, 
bless the guy, but he just got hurt so often. It just seemed like it was, you know, a ticking time bomb. So I, I don't know. Um, All right. But fair anyway. enough. Explain what tier two means then to us. So tier two, uh, I kind of separated these two out. These are two players um, who I think if if we lose one of these two players, this takes us from you know one of the top tier teams to one of those teams that's kind of starting to fight for you know the the wild card spots, starting to try to figure out how we're going to sneak into the playoffs. Um, you know that's Marlins Humphrey and Ronnie Stanley. Uh, Ronnie, of course, I think we all saw what happened last year, you know, and we were, I think we were a little bit better equipped last year to deal with some reshuffling of the line than we were this year, just because, well, maybe not, maybe we are a little bit better this year off just because we have Zeitler now, as opposed to having to shuffle in a bunch of brand new faces and newer players, but um, Marlon Humphrey is the other one, and I know everybody's going to scream about it, you know, we're so deep at corner, we're so deep, but you just can't replace Marlon Humphrey. And, you know, I love Anthony Averett. Everything we've asked him to do, he's done a great job at it. You know, is he an all-pro corner? No. But that's why Marlon Humphrey gets paid what he gets paid. The idea of trying to face Tennessee in in the playoffs without Marlon Humphrey, and I've got Marcus Peters, or I've got maybe Jimmy Smith is healthy, or and I've got Anthony right. Averett lining up against A.J. Brown and Julio. Like, that's terrifying to me. I, I I hear you. I think, you know, as Ravens fans, we know just how often cornerbacks get hurt and how often even the good ones have been missing time. We'll just look at Jimmy Smith's career in terms of the regularity, the, the drumbeat-like regularity of missing time. And I think you, you realize there's a lot of guys, the Ravens' depth there is amazing right now. We'll see what they can actually hold on to. Uh, Chris Westry has shown a lot in camp. Uh, you know, there I have heard it said. I don't really agree with it that he's the Ravens' third best corner. You know, we'll see if Tavon Young's any good this year. But it's not like past years where he didn't have a backup slot corner. Given Sean Wade is here, Brandon Stevens is here. You know, they have options. The team is is relatively in good shape if they have injuries at corner. I'm not saying that losing a superstar like Marlon Humphrey isn't terrible. It is. But they're not going down to a replacement level player in terms of who they put in in his stead. Yeah, no, you're definitely right about that. And, you know, if Jimmy Smith is healthy and we did lose Marlon Humphrey, you know, however long Jimmy Smith is healthy and in those games, you know, I, I look at Jimmy Smith as a great alternative to having Marlon Humphrey in there. He can press he can press the, the bigger, more physical wide receivers. He can give you more time to get your pass rush developed and get after the quarterback, which, you know, go hand in hand. So just depends on when that injury if if that injury happened i keep saying when you know because i'm right. trying to predict but i don't want to i don't want to say when and 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 foreshadow any injuries or you know knock on wood i guess wouldn't it be fair to say there's a difference between a marlin and a ronnie injury in terms of the severity because the drop off at left tackle or wherever they have to pull talent from if that's you know villanueva moving from right to left and then whoever they put in at right tackle that seems like you we would we would be dropping to the replacement level in those terms or possibly below it whereas in in the in the case of humphrey you know you you've got a a solid regular player for a lot of the teams who could probably plug in for sure but again you know when i look at when i look at and i'm i'm just strictly thinking that like marlon humphrey made it into the second tier because of tennessee and i am i am so terrified of having to cover A.J. Brown and Julio Jones at the same time. 
and I can't I can't play too deep safety the whole game. I can't not with not with those two wide receivers. So and not with Derrick Henry lining up in the backfield. I can't keep keep my safeties deep the entire game. So Marlon Humphrey is there just because I think more than the odds of of you know winning regular season games and that replacement of trying to get to that Super Bowl. That's where Mar- losing Marlon would terrify me. Tennessee Titans, by the way, about a 40 to one shot to win the Super Bowl right now, at least according to the list Sean has provided here for the show. And, you know, they're in the middle of the pack, actually probably a little bit below it in terms of people's expectations of them winning the Super Bowl. Now, is Pittsburgh too high? Is New England too high? Probably. But but Tennessee, they're not they're a team not without holes. And, you know, I think a lot of this this I, this ranking probably is before preseason really starts getting it factored in because you and I both, everyone here listening to this saw what New Orleans Saints did, and they're 25 to 1 right now. So I, I don't know that Taysom Hill or, or Jameis Winston, either one of those, even the combination, if you take the best of both of those two quarterbacks and make one quarterback somehow, I don't think that's a 25 to 1 team. Maybe. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't see it. So... I think some of these rankings are still before the preseason really sinks in and before the Vegas odds makers really get their hands on trying to figure out what's going to happen this season. But yeah, very good point. There's there's a good there's a good point you're making there, Sean. Is that you're it's a lot of look back bias. You know, is who've been the team the really good teams the last five years are what people are really going on when they when they make their bet at this time of year. Yeah, and I think part of it they're they're gambling on coaches too. You know, even if. God forbid we didn't have Lamar. I, I still th- don't think we're going to end up with a number one draft pick. We're probably going to be the eighth worst team in the NFL if we didn't have a quarterback, just because John Harbaugh is going to figure out how to win some games. So that's probably a big piece of it, too. Real good. Let's go on to tier three. So then tier three players, this, uh, this list is kind of like these are impact players that, you know, I, I put these guys into this list because – Missing one of these players on any given Sunday could just cost us the game. You know, that's there goes our game plan. Eric DaCosta, Ozzy Newsom, they put a great job, um, put, done a great job putting these players in together, trying to mesh this roster together, finding the holes and plugging those holes in. But, you know, when injuries happen, you know, there's only so many holes you can plug at a time. So, the, any one of these players, I think, on any given Sunday, if we're missing one of these guys, could really just that could be the reason we lost the game. Um, Alejandro Villanueva, Brandon Williams. We've all seen what happens when we don't have Brandon Williams in the game, and it's just uh, this defense has to hinge on that that big dude just right in the middle, clogging up everything because nothing goes well when we don't have Brandon Williams. It seems like teams can gash us up in the middle, and then all of a sudden, all of the cutback lanes are open. Um, so Brandon Williams made the list. Justin Houston. Um, he made the list. Uh, I don't know that Pramel McPhee will be there at the end of the season. It just, you know, I'm not betting against the guy, but history indicates that he might not be. So Justin Houston is on the list. I don't know that we can we can get past the Chiefs without being able to be successful rushing just four. So Justin Houston is a crucial piece of that puzzle. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take some counterpoints here because I think there's guys. I think Alejandro Villanueva well placed. 
Okay, I think Brandon Williams is also well-placed, but I think in the same class I'd put Wolf and Campbell. It's true, Brandon Williams is the ultimate run-stopping machine, but Campbell being out really hurt the team last year. Wolf, they relied on him so heavily in the absence of both of them, I don't know how they'd get by. He's critical of the uh, flexibility of the pass rush in a lot of ways. He's in there on a lot of the high-leverage downs. Uh, that might not be the case this year. Maybe more Matabike and Campbell, but... Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I would put all three of the Monstars basically in the same category for if the Ravens lose them, they're in a lot of trouble. So I didn't, I, I tried not to do like double, you know, if we lose this player and this player, because then the list spirals into mm-hmm. something that even Microsoft Excel for all its, you know, glory could <laughs> not keep up with, you know. Um, but Matt Abike is the reason that neither Campbell or Wolf made the list, because I just everything I'm hearing is just such glowing praise. You know, I've, we've got a Hall of Famer in Calais Campbell who's saying this kid has all of the tools needed, you know, and I I don't know. I just, I, and I saw on Twitter the other day, someone like flashback to Lodi Nada and they're like, they had to pull Nada out of Oregon practice so that they could actually practice. And I just, right. I, I see so much of the same skill set and the same burst and the same energy from Matabuke to Nada. I know they're not going to be the same players, but I'm just crossing my fingers that if Campbell or Wolf did go down, Matabuke could plug into that spot and just like, there's a Lodi Nada. Yeah, that's 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 really an excellent uh, analogy or analogous player because in, in 2006 when Nada was a rookie, Kelly Gregg was the guy you couldn't say anything bad about in Baltimore. And it wasn't that there was anything wrong with Kelly Gregg. He was he was very good. In fact, he probably is right on the margin of the Ravens' ring of honor. But the truth of the matter was, Haloti Nada was a much better football player, and it was apparent right away in terms of of what was going on. And he became almost instantly the guy the Ravens could not miss for any period. Of time and, and I think you're probably right that Campbell certainly is in the decline phase of his career. He's a three tech, and although he moves around a lot, he can play a lot of different positions. Um, Matabike, undersized guy, will not take Williams' spot, but he probably could take Campbell's spot if it was necessary and become the the, the pass rush force we would we would need uh, if he weren't in there. Anything to add about Houston on the list? Yeah, actually, yes, because I think Tyus yeah. Bowser is a much more significant outside linebacker. I, I think losing him would cause the Ravens' flexibility of the pass rush to break down. I actually expect Justin Houston to miss games and you know play 10 for the Ravens this year. I think if, if they could get eight sacks in 10 games or even six sacks in 10 games, I'd have to consider that a win based on how old he is. And, and the price they paid for him, too, is... is you know, that would be a great result, frankly, for, for what they paid. You're probably right. Tyus Bowser should probably be on this list. I didn't consider that one. But, I, man, I hope we get more than that out of Justin Houston. <laughs> it's just, I, I don't know how you get past, I don't know how our team can get past Kansas City because we tried sending numbers and it didn't work. And it was very clear that we can't send numbers against them. So we, we have to get there with four. You know, hopefully I, I get we play them in week two, but I'm sure we'll see them again. Hopefully we see them again in the end of the season. But anyway, uh, so next on the list is Bradley Bozeman. I, no one, no one wants to see that snap. And, you know, he's borderline tier two. But I think um, I think McCary has given us enough that we can squeeze by if it's not a long term injury. Um you know, the argument could be made that he's a tier two, but I, 
we got to that point. We made it to the playoffs. We 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 did all of that without having the greatest center play. So if we digress a little bit in center, you know, maybe we're okay. It could go either way. I, I would love to see Bradley Bozeman have a big year at center. I think it's more suited to his arm length and some of his skill set and whatnot, despite the fact most prolific puller in Ravens history last year. He pulled more than anybody ever has. Uh, it, it, he'll still do some of that because they do a lot of two-man pulls, in particular from left to right, and they do pull the center a fair amount. So he'll still get some use out of him. What I'd say is that the guy who is going to calm down the center situation is actually Zeitler playing at right guard. So what I expect to see is in non-hurry-up situations for Zeitler to be doing a lot of the line calling and fanny paddling to set the cadence uh, for the offensive line. So I think the the center, whoever that is, and, and hopefully it's Bozeman, will be able to focus on just getting the snap off properly on a, on a down-by-down basis and not have to worry about the other things that go with being a center, at least not every play. So I, I, I like what Zeitler brings also at, at being a right-handed um, uh, run team. It helps to have a guy who really knows how to pivot that defensive tackle, and Zeitler has proven very good at that over the years. Cool. Uh, next up on the list would be Mark Andrews, and I know some people are going to have a problem with this. Um, I don't see, for our offense, I think we can get by without having one of the top two, three, five, however you want to rank him, tight ends in the NFL. Yes, he is very impactful. Yes, he is Lamar's favorite target. I think if we don't have him, we're just going to run the ball more. Um, the play-action pass is going to be more based on some some wide receivers, some more boots. But I don't – and I think this is a little bit foreshadowing just my own personal opinion. I don't think the pitch for us to sign Mark Andrews long-term is going to be as as high as Ravens fans are going to want because he's one of the best tight ends in the NFL. He's going to command that money. And, you know, truth be told, I just don't I don't see us being able to pay it. And I don't see being able to pay that tight end that much money being the front office's top priority. But that's just me. Okay, so, I mean, it will be a question next year because they'll have Hollywood Brown's contract coming up a year hence. And the question really will come up is, who do you pay? And the Ravens are getting out of some big contracts after this year, at least they should be. A number of people on the defense, Brandon Williams, Calais Campbell, will be gone. Uh, both of them likely not re-signed. That's big dollars right there. Marcus Peters will be at a point where a cut is a, is a practical possibility, and the Ravens have some depth at corner to cover it. And, of course, they've got to move most of those dollars right into the Lamar contract uh, immediately. And But there will be a period of time because, you know, there's the upsloping trend of – uh, cap cost under even a big contract that will allow the Ravens to fit in some players in the 10, 12, 14 million dollar range for a couple of years. And, and Mark Andrews could be one of those. Um, Bradley Bozeman, Anthony Averett also are guys the team could resign uh, for longer term. Obviously, in those cases, not, not as much money. Yeah. Um, so then last but not least, and I don't, you know, I easily could have overlooked this one, but I went and pulled up the roster and looked at position by position, and that is Justin Tucker. And, you know, right now it's pretty automatic that it doesn't matter whether it's a hailstorm or whatever, wherever we are, you know, anywhere below 40-yard line, we're kicking a field goal. Um, and then, you know, once we get past the 50-yard 50, 50 
ticks, we start, Harbaugh starts thinking about it. You know, what's the weather? What's the position? I'm sure all the analytics goes into the factor and to, and to decide what he wants to do. But I think if something did happen to Tucker, which, you know, I don't, he seems to want to run down and try to tackle people. So maybe, who knows, right? Um, if something did happen to Tucker, you have to start thinking about every kick that we make. And, you know, can this, whoever this is, and bad things happen when you have to sign kickers off the, the street. Yeah. One of my one of my best friends is a Steelers fan, and every every couple of years I change his name and my phone to whatever the Steelers kicker is that missed the kick that cost <laughs> them the game just because it drives him nuts. So, you know, having to sign a kicker late in the season off the street never ends well. So Tucker made the list for sure. All right, I, and I would agree. I think that that's a that's a good high leverage situation player that that the Ravens would really have a lot of trouble without. They they might go for it more on fourth down. They might have some solutions that would work. Uh, they might get a guy who can kick the ball into the end zone every time because those are out there. But uh, but you're right. I mean, it's just it just takes away one of the easy things and one of the things that happens all the time at the end of the half and into the game. I've got one more player I want to suggest for your list, and that's Chuck Clark, uh, the green dot wearer on defense. So. We, a lot of things change about the Ravens defense if he's not there. I guess Brandon Stevens moves into that same role. I would presume that either Stevens or Elliott would take the green dot. But if it has to go to inside linebacker, then it really changes the nature of the way the Ravens play defense. So I wouldn't be fond of that either. So you think you think Brandon Stevens over Stone, huh? I think Brandon Stevens is the is the team's third safety, and being the draft pick, he's the one they're sure to keep. Stone is a second year player, which is a strike against him on that on that. But but the play in that first game really showed the kind of future free safety you'd love to have in terms of ball anticipation. So I think this, yeah, I, I my position my position right now would be Brandon Stevens is is a defender that the Ravens are sh- more sure to keep. But I think Stone is on the verge of making the team. At this point, I thought about I thought about Chuck Clark getting on the list because you know same thing. As soon as Chuck Clark got the green dot and we signed Josh Bynes and mm-hmm. there was a, a defensive lineman that we signed. I can't remember long time. Uh, Ellis and and, uh, and the guy from uh, Cincinnati. Who used to Malaluga, not Malaluga. No, it's it's uh, uh, uh What is his name? Darn it! This is driving me nuts. I now. know. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> anyway. Um, I assumed that Elliott would move over to a strong safety role. He would get the dot, and then um, Stone would become our free safety. But, you know, I, I I can understand putting Clark on the list as well, for sure. Um, and I, yeah. I couldn't, I, it's tough to, it, it was tough. And I, and I figured maybe Patrick Queen this year is, has, taken a step far enough in that we can rely on him to be on the field every single down. But I, you know, I, we saw great things in preseason, the first game, and I, I'm so excited for tonight. I want to see him cover. I want to see him in cover too. And, and some of that, that situational awareness that you you've talked about before, just knowing what's happening behind him, and, you know, just saying like, okay, I have to be in this spot because there's a crosser behind me. I don't have to cover that crosser, but I have to, I have to obscure that crossing route somehow. Right. Read the quarterback, figure out what's going on, and figure out when that crosser is going to be there based on the other routes that are run off the line of scrimmage. Pick up on that right at the snap. It's it's a hard thing for a linebacker. If you if he can do that, he never has to leave the field, right? There's no question. Yeah, 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, he's fast enough, certainly, if he, if he can do if It's really the, picking up the coverage element of the game is the biggest thing. He needs to be a better tackler also, but that won't be the thing yeah. that keeps him off in coverage situations if he can figure out how to cover. By the way, yeah. the guy we're, we were thinking of was Demata Pecco. Demata Pecco. Yeah, I wouldn't have come up with that one. No, it would have taken me probably until tomorrow. When I woke up, I would have had it. Sean, really appreciate you coming on. This is a great food for thought discussion item. We should do this every year in terms of who the Ravens can't lose uh, to injury. But uh, I think you got a good list here. And I think this is is definitely something you chew the fat on with your friends. Uh, Thanks again for coming on. Absolutely, Ken. Absolutely. Anytime you need. I was... uh... You've provided me so many hours of entertainment over the years. So if you need 15 minutes, I'm more than happy to help at any time, Ken. Really appreciate the kind words. And we'll talk to you next time on Film Study. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Find easy ways to store your outdoor tools and accessories at Menards. Suncast provides high-quality and easy-to-assemble storage. Suncast storage sheds are the perfect solution for organizing and protecting your outdoor tools and equipment. Plus, their all-weather construction is low-maintenance. Explore all our outdoor storage options in-store and on Menards.com. And check out more of our great deals going on now at Menards. Save.